Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Yes, yes, yes. And we are back today with the Frankie Lee Podcast. Welcome back, guys. And today we're lucky enough to have Aaron Spear on the podcast. We're going to be talking all things consulting. Aaron's gone from being a carpenter on site years and years ago, right the way through to consulting major brands on a, on a lot of strategy and projects like that. He's also helping startups and people find their purpose in business and he really has moved across to the startup coaching world and been really successful in it, having some really good startup stories to tell you today. And mate, welcome to the podcast. Frankie, my man, thank you so much for having me and wow, what a setup that you got here, I've got to say. This is state-of-the-art stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's a pleasure, man. I'm a startup business coach and also do sales coaching for my corporate clients as well. And let's get into this. I love this stuff. Mate, mate, I, lo- I love it. Let- look, I know that the first thing that you have to do in business is find your purpose before you before you start so you know where you're going because you because what I've the, the mistake that I've made in the initial periods of starting businesses I always thought about because I was in a job and I hated the job I was a carpenter at the time similar to yourself that and when I was working on site I hated it so what I'd do is I'd think right I need to I need to, I need this business but it's all about the money right and this is where I think a lot of people go wrong they don't work out where they want to be in a few years time they don't they don't have any clarity on on what they're meant to be doing so they end up just going after this cash flow and that's why a lot of them fail so i just want to obviously you've you've helped many people go through all this i just want to hear your 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 per, like your views on that well man when i look at you you're a shining example of someone who's found their purpose and their passion yeah. because the energy that you bring to it, that you bring to your show that your listeners get to to you know take advantage of with what you're bringing to the table. This is this is what life's all about. This is how you create value in what you do, and uh, it is all about connecting with your purpose. It's all about finding your why and coming up with a business idea that you can just love, that lights you up, that gives you energy. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. How how how? What's the best way do you think for people to obviously like get that? clarity and focus from day one so that they so that they're actually going down the right path you want to you want a shortcut you want a real hack yeah i want a real hack i want i want to really drop some value today like like literally like dropping bombs all right man well we take people through a seven-day course on this stuff but if you want the real shortcut hack yeah find out who you could be around for 12 hours a day and still love it think about who those people are and go and serve them yeah. And would you, and and I love that. And do you know what the thing the thing is, right? I always tell people to find a problem in the marketplace and go and solve it and people will pay you for that. Totally, man. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the simplest way that I could put it to them. Find a big enough problem with a big enough pain point with people that will pay you a decent amount of money to solve it. So what I was, so what I was saying in a previous podcast was like don't go and solve the problem of like fixing Bosch washing machines because if you do that as a $200 problem whereas if you go to brands and solve a massive problem at corporate level and you're passionate about it you can charge big fees mm. so like that's how that's how I, I tell people to start with a consulting model I don't know what kind of model you tell people to start with but just give us a bit more of more a few more nuggets on this finding this purpose and getting this getting this really clear in people's heads 
you, you're right. So if you're like if you're if you're putting um, groceries into bags, you know what yep. I mean. You, that's a problem that you're solving. Sure, it is a problem that you're solving, but you're going to get paid according to the size of the problem that you're solving. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you said. So when you look at it, I like to say expensive problem because that's what a business is. A business is a problem solving machine, and when you use those two words together, and you're finding your purpose and your passion, yeah. if you can look for expensive problems to solve, well, then you're able to align your purpose with revenue that you can just make you can you just make it on command can't you and another thing as well is i tell people to look for problems that they can solve where you've only got to have 10 clients a year and you've got multi-million dollar business rather than a, a, a problem where you've got to solve thousands of problems to generate even a tenth of the revenue like this is where this is where a lot of people a lot of people start solving these problems in their hobbies for argument's sake now if if i set up a i've set up a boxing gym in the past because boxing was my passion right but the thing is what I learned from that was just because boxing was my passion, it doesn't mean that it should be my business idea, mm. right? Because you're not one because you've made your passion your business. Now you're not as passionate about boxing anymore because you've made it your business. It's because you're trying to make money out of it. So that's one thing I think you have to be clear on from day one. Mm-hmm. The second thing is I'm not solving a big enough <laughs> big enough problem mm. that people are going to pay money for. Yeah, they want to do a bit of boxing, but they're going to want to pay like maximum 50 to 60, 70 dollars per session for that. Yeah. That's not a big enough problem. So like how do <laughs> So this is when I got into like the content removal stuff because okay, if I solve if I remove revenge porn for women, that's a massive problem. If I solve like um corporate problems for brands like remove content for brands that's a big enough problem so people will pay me for it mm. it's like what how, when was it what was the first kind of problems that you solved where you thought okay i'm onto something here like what what was the, what were those first problems you picked up well man it, it, let me take it back a little bit from the start if i can yeah, yeah, yeah you, you sure, and i when sure. you told me that you were a carpenter like yeah, yeah. you and i bonded straight away because we both know what it's like to be on site working in 60 hours a week in the hot sun, stinking heat, carrying the tools around. So that's yeah. what that's where I was, you know, straight out of school, three days into school this week, boom, tool bag on the next day. And I remember I was uh, just about to, to uh, qualify for my carpentry apprenticeship. Four years later, I had my nail belt on, I had a drop saw in one hand, and then boom, the scaffolding collapsed and down I came on the ankle, splintered my ankle, had a screw up in it, 18 months off. Jesus. And it was just, it was crazy. And then I was uh, early 20s just then. And I had to, I had to change. So that was the end of my building career. And you know what? How they, you know how they say, Frankie, that everything happens for a reason? 100%. Well, here it is. I ended up in university and I ended up studying multimedia, which is sort of like graphic design, Photoshop, yeah, yeah, and yeah, video, yeah, yeah. that sort of cool stuff. I, I really dug it. Um, <laughs> get this though. I'm just about to graduate from university. I'm doing an assignment one night, my eyes start watering and wouldn't stop watering. 48 hours later, my eyes still watering. My girlfriend at the time says, hey, you got to go check that out. So I'm sitting in the optometrist. He looks at me and he goes, Aaron, he goes, you've got something in your eyes called choroidal folds and you're going to be blind before you're 30. Jesus. What do you say? What do you, what, what's going through your mind at that point? Man, what's going through my mind right now is uh, what, what, what can I do for the next seven years to enjoy my life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, like, I withdrew from university because computers were, were aggravating the eyes and I literally fell into sales and that's really when my business career started to take off. So what was your first sales job? First sales job was working in an electrical retailer. And I remember I was, I was working there for the, for the first week. Get this, <laughs> nearly three strikes, but check this out. So I'm working there the first week in. Boss pulls me aside. He says, Aaron, come into my office. 
close the door behind you. I you're, sit you're thinking, I'm sacked right now. I'm thinking, man, I'm sacked. I'm done. I pack up on bat and ball and go home. My heart sunk and I'm like, man, really? Third time? And he looked at me and he goes, you made $53,000 last week. And I looked at him and I said, is that good? Is that bad? He looked at me and he goes, mate, he goes, most people here don't make that in a month. I was killing it, man, because you know what it's like being a carpenter? You've got, you have to have energy for days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we were on commission. I'm running around while these guys are sitting there having lunch. I'm running around early. I'm running around late. And anyway, I ended up managing the store. When I was 25, I had around about 30 sales staff under me and some big responsibility, I guess, for, for, for a person of that age. But I dug it. I really loved it and went into just do other things. I went into consulting. Yeah. I went into sales management. I went into work for some of the larger enterprise businesses in Australia. And then the entrepreneurial bug hit me. So you read any of uh, Timothy Ferris's books? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh did you, you talked about four-hour work week, tribe yeah, of mentors. Four-hour work week was what did it yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was on. I, I think the title's misleading on that book, though. I think that book, that book title is obviously one – when you read, read four-hour work week – he split tested the book title in order to get the book title to get in traction to be able to obviously sell the book. Right. So that's why it's called Four Hour Work Week. But if if you actually read the book, it's not about it's about giving yourself the opportunity to eventually work four hours a week. But mm. there's a there's a lot that goes into the the build up before you can just go and work four hours a week mm. to to obviously run this business that you build. Absolutely, he calls it a muse, doesn't he? He does, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, break, break down, break down. So that was the first book. Break down what that did for you. Well, well, here I am. Like I was in a, a really cushy job, like earning six figures plus in a in a corporate job, um, doing what I'm doing in sales, and it was it was really cool. Then um, I went on a, a beautiful holiday with my my now wife uh, in Thailand, and came back. What and, a woman! Uh, what a woman! By the way, what uh, a woman. she's magnificent. I'm so blessed. And I remember I was gurneying the uh, the driveway, like spraying it all. Making that's, it that, clean. that's a pressure washer if you're in the in the US or the UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to translate for you right now because these Aussies. That's yeah. it. That's it. So I'm spraying the driveway, and I had uh, it was a big job, so it took a few hours. So I was able to get the whole four hour work week done on Audible, which is the audio book, right? Mate, that driveway must have took you eight hours to get that done in. If it fed income. It did. Yeah, it crystal clear though. It was beautiful. Seriously, I reckon you just dragged the driveway out just to get the audio book. That driver must have been about as big as like 16 football pitches. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that, you know how inspiring that book is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that book will light you up. So I came in, I burst open the front door. I said, babe, I said, I'm starting a business. And she looked at me and she goes, cool. And then that was it. And I launched my first e-commerce business around about nine months later while I was still in the corporate, corporate job. And um, you're going to get this, right? This is, this is a little story for you. So for all of the budding entrepreneurs out there that are itching, like this is, this is what it's like. Here's the, here's the feeling that you get when it really starts to happen on your side hustle when you're full-time employed. So picture, I'm delivering my quarterly report to all the stakeholders in the business. So the director's there, all, yeah, the, yeah, all yeah. the big wigs are there. I'm at the front, PowerPoint's on, I'm delivering away. Now, my phone's in my pocket. Then all of a sudden, the phone makes this loud cash register sound. It meant cha-ching. And everyone sort of stopped, looked around the room. I looked around the room. I was like, whose phone was that? Like, what was that? Cash register sound? Yeah. yeah. And then I kept presenting, kept, kept, kept going through it. Then all of a sudden, cha-ching, cha-ching. I'm like, what? My phone is buzzing. My phone is vibrating in my pocket. I launched my um, ad campaign that day on Facebook. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. the sales were coming in. 
Right. So, so this was like the first days of Facebook advertising. So you really didn't have to get that specific because like ads weren't native on the platform, were they then? No, they weren't. So, so like everyone was just like clicking them like they're organic listings. It like. was the wild, wild west, man. It was just, it was happy days because like every sale that was coming through was 130 bucks. Yeah. And that thing was just ringing off the hook. I, what was the profit margin on that? Profit margin was 200%. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what being in business is like, man. Yeah. You know how it is. And um, like for anyone that's out there that's down themselves, that's got imposter syndrome, yeah. like if someone like me can do it, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody, anyone, anyone can, anybody can do it. Can do it. Anybody anyone can do it. Can. Anybody with the right amount of drive, with the right amount of passion, with, with the clarity on your purpose and your vision and where you want to end up can do it. Yeah. It's just execution. Look at this podcast, right? This podcast started from being recorded from an iPhone into, fr- from a, from one mic into an iPhone, right? Look at this now. Look at the setup we've got now. Beautiful. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's only going to grow, isn't it? It's, yeah. like, it's it, just having a go. But you know, you know, you know, and the thing, the recipe behind that, Frankie, is the fact that you've got your heart in there. Yeah. yeah for and sure. pe- people, people respond to that. People yeah. respond to enthusiasm. It is infectious. Yeah. Energy is infectious. They want to be around it. Yeah, and for that's sure. why finding your purpose and your passion in business is so important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you, like, I can show you a lawyer who hates his job. And I could show you 50 lawyers that hate their yeah, job. Yeah, and, and like earn very little, like just bare minimum, 80 grand a week. But I'll show you somebody else who's doing something a little, little bit simpler but loves what they do, bankrolling hard because they've found a way to love it and serve more people. Hundred percent, and that, and that is the trick to it, isn't it? How can I serve as many people as possible? If you can find a, if you can find an idea that could serve millions and millions, like hundreds of millions of people, you've got. That's how you create a billion dollar business and a billion dollar brand. That's what Apple do. It's what um, Sweat dot com do in the fitness industry with women and empowering women to do fitness and everything like that. My Fitness Pal. They, they look mm. at what my fitness power have done. They've gone and taken something like people calculating their macros from food. They've made it so simplified and they've gone, that's going to solve a problem for people because now they can just scan the barcode and they can tell them how many, how many calories and how many fats and proteins and all this there are in food. And that simplified millions of lives. And guess what? As a byproduct, millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. From a brand. Incredible. And the internet has just been the great equalizer. Now you've got corporations which have had previously thousands of staff that have been disrupted by people with a team of a dozen or less people sitting in a garage. And this is what technology is doing. It's a beautiful thing. This week, this week, Gymshark, 1.4 billion pound valuation. Sick. They started in a room smaller than what we're in right now. Right, with a, they were hand printing and hand sewing T-shirts. They went onto the Shopify platform. They thought, oh, we can do it better than Shopify. We put run it through WooCommerce. They went back to Shopify. They're on Shopify Plus now, obviously. But they turned over three hundred million pounds in revenue. And and we're talking like inside five years. It's that's, unbelievable. It's a that's a big hockey stick. That's fast. And you know what you said just now, like they started somewhere, they were starting out, you know, designing it all by hand and small. I'm glad that you said that, man, because the big misconception in the marketplace is that you need money to start a business. You don't. You don't. The idea is the thing, is the catalyst. You know what I'm saying? And this is the thing, like I believe that bootstrapping and being resourceful is the number one asset you can build as an entrepreneur. Yeah, 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 for sure. You should bootstrap. You should be resourceful because that is the best way that you're able to scale your business when it's time. 
you, you, you know, in saying that, do you know, you, you, I don't know if you're aware how I started my business, but like I started in, with the consulting model and obviously services done for you services, right? In, 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 the, room, in the industry of removing content. So contentremoval.com is my business, right? Now, when I started that business, and I, I knew how to remove content because I taught myself, spent months learning how to do it, and, and, and I knew how to kind of sell it. But I thought to myself, am I going to sell it to individuals or would I? Would it be better for me to find the biggest brands in the industry that I can solve the pain points for and sell six-figure deals? Yeah. And I thought, the second option sounds better for me, and I just went and did that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Good, because, good. Because I solve tens of million dollars worth of problems and take a small six-figure clip for it. Mm. right because i'm adding i'm 10 20 30x in the value on on the on the, on the back end to them right so to them it's a no-brainer mm. because it's 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 it's, it's like so valuable to them as a brand because I, I picked the right industry and the right problem within the industry to solve yeah it's so important that you do that because if i'd started just selling review removal for small businesses like hairdressers and stuff like that mm. it would have totally hit the shitter real quick mm. you know what i'm saying because i'd have been solving the wrong problem there are mm. businesses that are successful and scale doing that but that to me sounds like you need a lot of customers mm. and a, to, to to generate the revenue do you know mm. what i'm saying and i can i can see that in in your personality as well too like when you said that you had the opportunity of going for the the smaller businesses or the or the big fish yeah like i, I see you like i see you with your boxing you know what i mean like you have got like you're courageous you're brave like you you can handle yourself you can tell that just by the way that you walk and you're like you're in the gym, you're getting it done. You know, it's that sort of mentality and headspace that opens up a lot of doors for people. You know, like I remember when I first started coaching um, with my corporate clients, like my hourly rate was 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 laughable, and I wasn't valuing myself. And, and I remember coming home to my wife and sitting down and saying, "Look, I'm loving what I'm doing. I really am." And um, I just found out what these other coaches are charging. I want to put my prices up to there as well too. Yeah. And it is, it's scary. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's scary when you, when you double your rates or you triple your rates, but you look at the value that you're providing and the, the, the problems that you're solving and you just align it with that. I read a book by Alan, Alan Weiss, um, million dollar consultant. Mm. And the one thing I took away from that book, I mean, I took a lot away from that book, but the one thing I want to drop on the audience right now is you never charge for hours. No. You always charge value. Value, yeah. Always charge value, and I want to. I want to say that again to you, so you're perfectly clear on this podcast. You never charge for time. You always charge for value created. So what I do, and and YouTube, this is on YouTube as well. Mm. If you're watching this, what I'm saying to you is simply this: if you, it doesn't matter if a job takes you an hour. If it's for a massive brand and the job takes you an hour, you don't charge for the hour because you can only charge like three, four, five hundred dollars at a high end lawyer's rates, right? But if 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 you're solving a million dollar problem, charge a hundred grand. Mm. Charge ten percent of the value that you bring to the company. They'll mm. pay you it. They'll yep. pay you it. They see the value in it. They yep. already see the value in it. It's you and your problem alone that you don't see the value in what you do and the problem you solve. Mm. And that's an internal issue that you need to deal with within yourself. Mm. Because mm. the pricing issue is all internal, 100%. It's nothing external because I've dropped some massive prices on some people and I don't flinch, mm. right? And when they accept, I'm always like, fuck, I was too cheap. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've yeah. done that a few times. Yeah. Like, 
I've had people snap my hand off for a, for a five six figure deal, like high five figures, like small six figure deal. Mm. Snap my hand off, like yeah. by about eight stakeholders in the business, and I and I knew for a fact that should have been seven. Amazing, man. I, I feel that that and that that's really cool. I remember making uh, my first five figure day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And coming home and, and just saying, honey, like, grab your stuff. We're going out to dinner. You know, like, get your red panties on tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the thing with it is, like, once you've set the bar there, yeah, yeah, yeah. you ain't you, ever, you, you ain't you, ever going you back. Can't, you can't roll it back. It's so yeah. hard. To, it's so, look, it's easy to go backwards if you lose your mindset. But if you always keep your mindset, even when you have bad days, you can always keep plowing forward. Mm. Like, if I lose, a retained client now I don't I'm not worried about it there's so many out there and also if you're serving people at a high level you don't lose many anyway no. this is such you know what I mean you're only adding yeah you know and if you do lose something usually they're not a good client anyway mm. and let me tell you something let me just drop you a little bit of value here as well you're never looking for customers you're always looking for clients especially in in the service-based that kind of industry yeah. client client is a totally different relationship to customer mm. i think you can you can probably go into that a little bit more. totally yeah i totally relate with that and when i was pivoting away from well not pivoting away but expanding my business acumen and getting a broader knowledge of what i'm doing um so the corporate space is where like my my big history was so it was natural for me when i left the corporate world to have my e-commerce store that was great and then like i left like it was easy for me to leave corporate because i was making more money in my e-commerce store in a, in a month than what it was in a year in, you know in my corporate job was what was your first, can, can you tell people what your first e-commerce store was and what you were doing with it Why so i was designing beach towels I know and, this business. <laughs> and it was it was really cool. It was a good muse, as Tim Ferriss would say. And yeah, yeah. It, was, it was something that was highly creative, a great outlet for my creativity. And uh, it was my first crack at it. And, and it, it went well. Like it, went, it went well enough that I could resign from my corporate job quite fast. Yeah, sweet. And then it Shopify me, store, wasn't it? Shopify store, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. That cha-ching sound is the cash register yeah, yeah, going yeah, up. Yeah, for yeah, sure, man. Yeah. I knew that straight away. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's brilliant. And, uh, but from that, let me tell you something straight up with you, okay? Because that... That venture did not give me purpose. It, it did not connect with me. And now let me tell you why. The reason being is because the customer, the customer that was uh, the main customer, yep. was a late teens, early 20s female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a, I'm a, um, a mid-30s male. A good-looking one at that, though. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it was just a massive disconnect. So yeah, there yeah. I am on Instagram doing love hearts and smiley faces. You know what I'm saying? It yeah, just it wasn't doesn't me. It re- doesn't represent you. It yeah. didn't, man. And, uh, and I thought that it was going to be like a kind of like a, a billabong thing where it's a split with the guys and the girls. But it just turns out that the, the prints that I were doing, the girls were loving it. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up selling that business and, and getting out of that because there was somebody more passionate than me that wanted to do it. And I wanted to see them do it and go for it. Because let me tell you something. Uh, my, my dad, when I was about five years old, said something to me that I wasn't to find out until later in my life. But the words he spoke to me were the words that helped me find my purpose. Go for it. And uh, so we've got time for this. Let me just tell you real quick, right? So I'm five years old. I grew up in a little mining town in Western Australia. A little five-year-old kid. I used to love my swimming, used to love my BMX bike, red dirt everywhere, mining town, tight-knit community. Um, I used to love my swimming. I used to swim often. I came home from school, threw my bag in the corner, sat down, turned the TV on, watched the cartoons, as you do with a little kid. And my dad walks in and then what happened next was something that I'll never forget because it was the first time I was ever dishonest to my father. 
So you know that sinking feeling when you were, you were going to tell a lie for the first yeah, yeah, time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. And my dad said to me, he goes, all right, son, grab your swimming group, grab your towel. Let's go over the pool for, for some practice, swimming practice. And I said to him, I looked at him and I said, dad, I said, I can't go swimming. And he looked at me and he, and he cocked his head and he said, why is that, son? And I said, because I feel sick. And there was a pause. And then he shot me a look that a father shoots his son when he knows something's, something's not right. Yeah. And then he goes, why is that? And I said, Dad, because I've got a bellyache. And then he said, oh, you got a bellyache, huh? He goes, I'll tell you what. He goes, grab your towel, grab your togs, grab your swimmers, let's, let's walk over the pool. And if you're still feeling sick when you're there, you don't have to swim, we can come on home. How does that sound? I said, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And I remember that afternoon because it had been raining that day when I came home from school. I didn't really feel like getting in the pool. But I opened up the front door to my house and the pool was just opposite our, our house across a parkway. Yeah. And I remember the, the sun was setting and the clouds were parting. There was this beautiful orange and red sunset, crimson red. And the rays were coming through and we walked across that parkland. And my dad uh, bent down and he, he picked up my hand and he held my hand. And my, my dad often held my hand, um, you know, father and son holding hands as they walked along. But what he did next, I, I wasn't expecting. He bent down, he picked me up, he put me on his shoulders. And you know that feeling when you're on your dad's shoulders when it makes you feel like you're an invincible? And I'm getting tingles just talking about it now, man. But it was an incredible, exhilarating feeling. And then what he said next, I will never f- forget. He said to me, son, he says, how are you feeling? I said, oh, look, dad, I'm, I'm still feeling a little bit upset in the stomach. I've got a bellyache. And he said, oh, he goes, I'll tell you what, son. He goes, you know what? I said, what, Daddy? He goes, I think you are the bravest man in the world. And it just hit me like a lightning bolt. Impact, bowl. impact. Hit me like a lightning bolt. I jumped in the pool that night. He, he, he pattern interrupted you. He did. And I'll tell you what, I set a personal best for my freestyle. And that, from that point on, that was it. And it wasn't until later on in life where my wife and I were doing the exercise that we actually coach now when we help people find their purpose yeah. that um, I revisited that memory and it was then that I understood that the right words spoken by the right person at like a right coach time. at the right time can make profound differences in your life. And now that's what I do for a job. I, I lean in and I, I coach startup businesses. I empower them. I give them the courage. I give them the mindset that they need and obviously all of the other business structure that goes with it. And I do that because of what my father did to me back then in the day. And we're doing That's it now. That's powerful. That's powerful stuff. That's powerful. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to like think about the times in my life that my dad's kind of really like he's he's obviously impacted on my life and, and I think I think for me it, I've never drank, right? Mm. Never drank, never smoked, never done drugs, right? Very which is in this society I think is very rare. Mm. And I remember my dad empowering me to make that decision not to drink. And I want to tell the audience how he did that. He, we were at the table when I was young, eight, nine, ten kind of age. And he said, and there was my mom and dad always had a glass of wine with their meal certain nights of the week. They never, they weren't drinking every night. And my mom hardly, my mom hardly drank wine. My sister doesn't drink either, and I think this for the similar reason. But my dad said to me. If you ever want to drink a drink, you ask me and you can have some. But if you ever take without asking me before a certain age, I think it was 16 years old, then we're going to have a problem, right? Are we clear? And I'm like, yeah, we're clear. He says, do you want some? I was like, no. 
<laughs> Do you good, know what I mean? Good. Like, it's, it's, I didn't want it. Like, he, he, it, it, he right. just took it because. But here's the thing. Before that, I remember. I remember back then, thinking to myself, "Oh, I want that because it's forbidden." Mm. And I think that a lot of people in life want things because they're forbidden, right? When, when really, like, they kind of, if they, if they, if they're put into, you know, into like, into the light and just said, "Look, you can have this or do this." but just do this and kind of, it just makes you a whole different man, doesn't it? Powerful, powerful lesson. Just powerful lessons from, I just wanted to touch on that because it's like this little bit of a powerful lesson from father's stuff. It, I, it I love this stuff. Because connecting. It just, it just, I, just memories, mate, memories. Yeah. yeah, and everybody's got them. Everyone's had their father do something like that that's shaped their lives. Yeah, all mother, know, all mother. All mother. And for good or bad, Frankie, let me tell you, the, um, the, the bad experiences, cherish them just as like the good ones because they shaped who you are today. And there's no need to hide from that. There's no need to be ashamed from anything bad that happened to you. You wear it as a badge of honor and you can use that power. So, for example, my, my brother, he's a lawyer. He's a family lawyer. Yeah, he yeah. went through a bad divorce. And, um, and now what he does is he's used that what would seemingly look like an, a negative experience. Yep. And he's flipped it to make it positive to help other guys um, with custody battles with their kids. That's, that's powerful too because at the end of the day, I think that in that – sometimes in that – in that realm that men can kind of always kind of always have done in the past come off a little bit worse and and mm. with everything that's going on with mental health and everything like that that's why it's so important to obviously deal, deal with that and obviously get some clarity around what you're doing and why you're doing it mm. that just doesn't go for business that goes for your relationship too because sometimes people can get in the wrong relationship because they're not cla- because they haven't found the clarity of purpose around who they are as well. So it's not just about business, is it? It's about finding your whole purpose for, so you can attract the right woman into your life or the right man into your life. And everything just works and it puts you into a state of flow. I mean, I don't know if you can, I'm sure you can articulate flow better than me. Like just give people a bit of... Flow Flow is is an interesting thing. So the beautiful part about it is that it, it started to be studied around about say 10 to 15 years ago. Yeah. And there's a chap named Stephen Kotler who's sort of heading this up. I think he's an American guy. And yeah, yeah. based off the back of extreme sports. Now, get this, right? Now, used to go down to the – I've been surfing for about 25 years, right? And when I went down to the, you know, the local beach and you'd, see the pro, you'd watch the, the videos of the professionals, but they'd be doing like these turns on the wave and just turns in critical parts of the wave. Yeah. And aerial moves were unheard of. Like now you walk down to the beach and you've got 10-year-old kids who are busting aerial m- maneuvers like – which would be unheard of back in the day. And this is what extreme sports did for flow state. Right. The athletes who were like the Red Bull guys when they're on the motorbikes doing double backflips and stuff like that, Nitro Circus sort of stuff. Yeah, Harry it, Bink. Harry Bink from, from the Gold Coast is in the Nitro Circus, isn't he? That, yeah, there you go. So this was pushing our cognitive ability to the max, to the point where we had to switch on. And this is the thing that puts you into flow state a lot of the time. It can be also things just like conversations like you and I now. Like I, I feel as though time is passing fast because I'm enjoying this so much. And these, the, this is what flow is and they're starting to measure it. They're starting to use it in business. They're starting to use it more and more in coaching. It's, uh, it's, it's wild stuff. And what's the fastest way that people can put themselves into flow state at the start of every day? 
so that the day works with them. Because you know how, like, some people get out of bed, they stub their toe, and they, then that affects their whole fucking day. Mm. Like, they stub their toe on the side of the bed, and then and then they're late for work, and then they've got this, and then they've got that, and then, then, then they find out. Do you know what I mean? It's just a catalogue of events that happen to people. Mm. But I think that they put themselves in the flow state of, dis, of, of, of disheartenment mm. rather than the flow state of working for them. And I think that's a choice that you make. And it's all about your perspective and how you flip the perspective on things. And I know that you're really good and you're like me. I love, love the idea of flipping perspectives because I used to look so one-dimensional at so much stuff in life. But so I, I know this is, I know we're doing business and that, but let's just talk about, let's just, let it's me just related to business directly. Let, I related to, I related to business directly, but I just want to say that everything that happens to you is for a reason and sometimes when you even like say as a bloke when you split up with a really good looking chick that you thought you you know you've you're proper into it you're proper into her what you'll find is it's the perspective of how you look at that that can can move the needle in your life right then yeah you're getting me right now because mm. if you're seeing this on camera you're getting it right now yeah but like you can I take a positive from everything that happens to me now because I choose, make the conscious choice to do it. So when some, say I go up to a chick yeah, and she says, Frankie, I don't do ball guys. You're not for me. Before I would have said, I would have tried to fight her. Try, you know, the ego would have come out. Da, da, da. Now I'm like, sweet. But we can be mates though, right? Yeah. The break pattern interrupt. Yeah. And it changes the game. And I just flip the perspective. All right. She's not the right girl for me. Same with business ideas. If the business doesn't work, it's not the right thing for you. There's something better out there for you. It's just how you look at it, right? And I know that you're you're big into this. It's yeah, you're right. It's it's about perspective, and it, the thing with it is, is that a lot of people don't realize that they've got the ability to pretty much have whatever they want in life. And I know that might sound like a big call, abundance. but abundance it is true. Exactly. Like you can either subscribe to an abundance mindset or a scarcity mindset. It's your choice. It's as simple as that. Is a glass half full or is it half empty? If it's half empty, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you pick, you pick the way that you look at that though, Aaron. Yeah. You pick it. And do you know what? For 20 odd years of my life, I picked it looking at it in the wrong direction. Mm. And it's just like, when I went there, it was, it was, I'll tell you who, who it was. And I'll drop his name on it. James Gray, right? He came into my boxing gym. Overweight guy. Lost a lot of weight with me. Was, was, was training with me. He's the one that first got me to read Think and Grow Rich. How to Win Friends and Influence People. And... It helped me deal with my ego and all this stuff that and, and just look at things. And that was the start of the process of, of like my self-development where I really started to see certain things at a different frequency from a different angle. I'd always knew that I'd be it at a different perspective to a lot of people, but I'd got around the wrong kind of people. So I had the wrong alignment for a start. And because I had the wrong alignment... That was when I'd oh, I started going and looking things, looking things like I oh, this happens to me, this happens to me, victim mentality, victim mentality, the world's against me, the world's against bullshit. You got you got you got to identify when you speak to yourself like that and stop it. Like you've been through that yourself, I suppose. Ownership is empowering, definitely. Yeah, yeah. What what you the word that you dropped, ego. Ego is not your amigo. It uh, I nearly come and stuck big time with ego. So I remember I was still at my corporate job and um, I was right into the gym scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know what it's like on the Gold Coast here. It's Pressure, mate. Pressure. It, it, it's, and you go to the gym. Especially and it, for women. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And you sort of stand there and the, the guy next to you is bigger than you or ripped, more ripped and everything like that. So 
I remember, I remember doing it. I remember being in it. I remember getting the six pack abs and thinking like, you know what I'm saying? People give you attention. You get an attention from the wrong place and things like that. I nearly lost my wife, man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And this is from ego, from just not respecting people, not treating people well, not valuing who they are and just being completely self-obsessed. He, 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 so you was, you, and to just break down that for people, like how that kind of, how that came about. So what, like, so obviously it's not, it's you've not, that's not just come about in one or two days. That's, mm. that's happened. And this is what I want to say before you, before you, before you drop how that came about, I want to say this, everything that happens to you didn't happen to you today. It started happening to you a long time ago. Like you compound everything by 1% a day. So if I got something good happen to me tomorrow, it's because I probably started bringing that about six months ago with the work that I was doing to get that deal, to get that sales call, to get that opportunity, to get that thing. Like if this podcast is successful in a year's time, it's because of Friday night, I'm here with you. Yeah. When we should be in dinner with your your wife and our friend Dan, like when we should be doing that, but we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. So give people give because obviously this didn't. Uh, this is why I'm saying to you, this didn't happen in one day. This happened over a period. How did how, how did you start to lose yourself and and come, like disalign yourself with, you, with your own true values and purpose so that it put you in a position where you're going to lose your wife? Because mm. I want people to be able to identify this stuff in relationships because that's what breaks relationships up. You know, it's it sneaks up on you. All of a sudden, you start getting a little bit of attention here, a little bit of attention there. Like you got the six pack abs, you're starting to earn the money, all this sort of stuff, and you're treating people poorly. You're treating people with disrespect. You're not re- you're not valuing their time. You're not nurturing relationships like you should be. You're you 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 you're just not who you were like previously. And life I, is relationships, isn't it? I was brought I was brought up with really good uh, principles, my mom, and uh, she really did a good job of me in that way and I started losing my way in, in um, my mid-30s. And uh, I remember coming back to my wife one day and she's like, look, she goes, you're so far different from what you were originally when I first met you. And I've got to tell you, that road back to be able to exercise for the sake of Prop, just exercising and being fit instead of wanting to look good, you know, to, to be able to run a business and create value in the world, not to buy material things, but to create an impact in people's lives. These are all the adjustments you need to make to shut that ego out because it, it will be the undoing of so many people. And I've seen a lot of my mates go through it. Thank goodness I made it out the other side. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's identification. You have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. There's not a lot of people out there that are truly honest with themselves. I, I, like when I started this podcast and that, I just looked to myself and I thought, you know what? For the first time in my life, I'm going to look at something, doing something just because I'm passionate about it. Mm. I'm not going to worry about how I can monetize things on the back end. I'm not going to worry about ad rolling this podcast right now. I ain't going to worry about that. I'm just going to get people on here that I resonate with, that can drop value to the audience, that are willing to drop value to the audience, that want to have a bit of impact in people's lives, change people's perspectives, you know, break patterns, all that stuff. I just want to get that out into the world. And you know what? As a byproduct of that, I'm sure in the future it will work out for me all right. I'm sure us giving value right now will work out for us in because if you give, you get back. 100% if you give, you get back. So it's like I totally resonate with what you're saying. Like te- give us give us more of a breakdown into like as soon as you 
you choose to serve. I, uh, that is the point. Like you, you choose to serve yeah, yeah, and add value. Yeah. That is an abundance mindset. It's the big game changer. It's that, it's that day that you get home from work and you're frazzled. You've been in your business up to 2 a.m. in front of the laptop and you feel like, where's that revenue coming from? And you're scratching and you're trying to, to pull and you're trying to, it's the wrong thing. You pause. Because you're trying to pull. You're trying to pull it in, but you've got to pause. You've got to take a breath and you've got to say, how can I improve people's lives? How can I create value today and change someone's life? As soon as you flick that switch, it, it's like the heavens open. It is like my wife and I, we, we do start our business coaching and we absolutely love it. So one of our programs that we have is a seven-day challenge where you will find your purpose and come up with a business idea that you absolutely love. We coach our absolute hearts out. And people turn up, they've got, you talked about patterns before, people are dealing not just with the patterns in their life, but their parents' patterns, their grandparents' patterns, their great-great-grandparents' patterns. Both my wife and I are the first people to break the chain of a blue-collar lifestyle, go to university, make a difference, have a crack, be entrepreneurs. And we're bringing people through these programs that are in these same patterns. And we're helping them, we're serving, we're being there for them. And and it's it's powerful stuff. It's wonderful. Because you actually get to see people change in, in, in such a short space. But I think what people don't realize is the fact that most of the patterns that you have in life that are continuing in your life, like even in relationships about how you feel about your mom, how you feel about your dad, those patterns are instilled in you by the age of eight years old. That is a powerful thing, isn't it? Because I've realized, um, like I always used to have this, and I, I'm happy telling the podcast this, I'm going to tell them, but I... The, I think one of the reasons I kind of like left England and all this other stuff was I never thought that my mum loved me as a kid. I thought my mum loved my sister more than me, right? And that, 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 I always felt like I had this thing to prove my whole life. I had to prove it, I had to prove it. Um, do you know what I mean? Just always seeking the um, approval of my mum. What I never realised was just because my my mum treated me slightly differently to my sister at the time didn't mean she didn't love me as much or didn't that was all in my head that was on me do you know what i'm saying as soon as i took ownership of that i repaired the bridges with my mum my distance with my mum like even the way i like even i shudder to think some of the things that i used to say to her when i was in a rage because i felt unloved as a man do you know what i'm saying so i would say i've i've done some said some nasty things that I deeply regret and I've apologized for and everything like that. But I said some nasty things because I was, I was hurt, man. And I was like, and it, and it, and it affected my whole, up until the point I boxed that off, it affected my whole life with women and everything. Like, because that's the stuff that you need to box off early, identify and box it off. Because that was the reason why I couldn't have a relationship with a woman that, that went beyond casual hookups and all this other stuff, because I couldn't, I couldn't see myself being loved. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, a pa- it's a powerful thing. Brother, I can see that. And I, yeah, I feel you. And that's, that's brave. I can see that how sincere and authentic you are, but the way that your eyes welled up a little bit when you said that just now. And that's something. That vulnerability is what connects people. This is the game changer. It's a 100%. powerful, I just, powerful I just, thing. I just think that, that I don't mind being vulnerable like that anymore. I've got no ego with it because at the end of the day, like some, like, if 99 people laugh at that, it's cool because there's one person that listens to this that will go, fuck, that's me. That's me, man. I, I, I've had that with my dad. I've had that with my mom. I've had that with my brother. I've had that with my sister. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, when, you, when, you're, when you've got brothers and sisters, 
there's always going to be one sibling I think that feels can feel that way because if you're the first child right sometimes like my sister was the first child you can feel like when there's a new child that you've been replaced right yeah you've been replaced by a new toy now yeah so many people I know I speak to so many people um that are older they might be talking about business and when I when I talk to them and listen to them about business and then I start asking them about their family I can identify that they're the, s- the second child and they're chasing the reason why they're so fucking driven is because they're trying to prove a point to their do you know similar to what I went through and I see it I see it and I've never asked them nothing about their family I see it though I see it that's powerful when you when you're honest with yourself and you identify it you can you can see all this stuff before it happens it's it's weird it's hard to explain I'm sure you can go into it more but you 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 bang on there and it does drive people like proving a point and the biggest thing is that you see that people limit themselves to to what's happened before so like if mum and dad reach a certain point in their careers where they had a certain income usually that's where they will govern themselves they set their comfort zone up around that and that's where they'll usually hit the head on the on the on the ceiling for income and it's there's a little something called imposter syndrome and yeah yeah for sure it exists in everybody and it doesn't matter who you are at what walk of life that you are. you could be you could be GSP, you know what I'm saying, in the octagon, and then there's always someone, always bigger, and he's going to look and think, "Do I really deserve to be here? Am I good yeah, enough?" Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's this business, this very talented, bald man. Can I just say, he's absolutely <laughs> what a what a what a machine, what and a machine. When it comes to business, being able to bust through imposter syndrome, you need to take that thing and smash it with a sledgehammer. You need to take no holds barred and be relentless with your life. That no victim thing you talked about, you need to embrace that. Take everything, all the battle scars, all the good, all the bad, own it and just keep moving forward because you don't want to look back when you're 80 years old and say, I wish I had of. This this is why I do this with, with people like yourself is to talk real shit. So much stuff that I see is like how to 10x your life inside seven days. like, And that to me just doesn't connect with people on the right level and it puts that stuff and that marketing gimmicks and all these courses that people go and do for the wrong reasons that puts them further away from their purpose further away from changing their life for the right reason further away from that perfect girlfriend further away from that perfect boyfriend do you know what i'm saying yeah it's like everything that they're seeking isn't really what they've what they should be seeking because they've never sat down and said okay i'm going to be honest with myself where have i struggled in life what's what's been going on what are my patterns right now Let's identify my patterns. Let's 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 jot that out. Okay, when I meet a girl, it always ends at this point. Why? Why? It's my problem. It's not hers. It's my problem because it's always ending at the same point. It's my problem. Own it. Own it. Do you see what I'm saying? Is that what you're saying? It, it, you have to like self-identify. Unless your unconscious becomes conscious, the same stuff's going to happen to you, and you're going to keep calling it fate. Yeah, fate's fate's bullshit. It is. You make your own luck in life, but you can always can always change your direction at any particular point you can always make the conscious decision that you're going to change your life you're going to change your direction it's not going to happen tomorrow like but you can make the decision today it's going to change and then you can say right i'm not going to be a plumber anymore i'm going to be an entrepreneur yeah or i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to set up a business i don't know how it's going to happen you don't need to know how it's going to fucking happen you don't need to know that day one this is this is something that res that this is oh mate I love this stuff right. Everyone's worried when when they start a business they go 
got to get business cards made, got to design my logo. And they get stuck at the logo and the business cards and they spend hours on it, right? Hours on business card, logo, all this stuff. Doesn't matter. Mate, it's no, no one buys the logo or the business card that usually if you start a business, it's probably going to be you on your own at the start. If it's consulting, they are buying you. Yeah. They're buying you. They're not buying anything else. If you're selling products, they're buying your products because your products are good. Not, but not, not buying your logo. And you, our friend Dan has, sh- has Shopify stores. And if you listen to a previous episode on this podcast, you, you'll you'll hear Dan Dan Meffin talk about it. But like, he doesn't he doesn't worry about his logo on his website when he launches these sites that make seven figures. He doesn't he's, care. He's it. solving problems. He's so sol- he's solving problems at a bigger scale, and he's selling products on the back of it. You see, what a lot of people wait for, Frank, is they wait for the courage. And they wait for the confidence. You know what I mean? It's not that. That does. That is not the thing that comes first. You know what the thing that comes first is? Commitment. Your commitment to the thing makes you go forward outside your comfort zone. 100%. Then you get your capabilities, your new capabilities. Because you, yeah. because you have to learn them. Because you, you, you're beating at a different frequency now. Then you get the confidence. It comes last. And then the circle expands outwards from there. You look for bigger challenges, bigger fish to fry more money to make bigger impact in the world, more people's lives to change. But it starts with commitment first. Then the confidence and courage comes later. Yeah, and if, if you've got, if you make the commitment more about, like, I, I, I'm going to put this out to the world. I want to set up, one of the reasons I do the high ticket stuff and the why I want to generate revenue and why I want to build this podcast is because I want to impact people's lives through my voice because I think, I've, I think there's something within my voice that sh- that should be shared. I'm not. I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that. That that can help a lot of people. But one thing I want to do on the back of making large amounts of revenue in the future is I want to set up a boxing gym for kids and impact tens of thousands of kids at life that are struggling at school. I want to have one in Australia, one in the UK, probably more than that. But let's just start there, right? And I want it to be free to use to allow these kids to channel their energy and focus, and then. By channeling their energy and focusing in a sport like boxing, they will be at peace. And from that peace, they can go and find what they're really meant to be doing. That's what I want to. That's that. That's what I want to give back to the world. That's, that's powerful. That's so powerful. And your your impact in the world. A lot. A lot of people think that uh, it, money is is an evil thing. It's not. Money making money. You should try to make as much as you can in business because 100%. it gives you the resources to change more people's lives. Hundred percent. When when my I I I I have the ability now to be able to do things for my niece and nephew and my sister that I could never do before, right? If my sister what what my sister earns in a year in the UK, I could put a year's worth of wages into her account, right, and not even blink, right? Because I've put myself in the position to be able to do that. I'd, I'd, my sister doesn't have any problems if she lost her job in the UK right now. Do you know what I'm saying? I'd, I'd cover it. She doesn't know that. I've never told her that. But I know that. That's the main thing. I know that. You ain't got to worry about that. That's why I want money. I don't want money to go and buy a Lambo or go and go and buy a Rolex or swing my dick, you know, somewhere. Do you know what I mean? All this crap that people want. I don't need it for that. Mate, it's not about that. It's about being able to help the right people on their journey and that's what gives me and you fulfillment right 
sitting there in, in bed the other night next to my wife and um, she, she leans over, she shows me her phone and on it is just this, this testimonial of this girl that was just pouring her heart out and saying just how much the, the program's changed her life, the, the impact and how she's able to now have the things that she wants and that she never thought it would be possible. That is what it's all about. We look at each other and we pinch ourselves and we think, can you believe that we're able to do this and impact people's lives? And and you're right. It, it is all about that. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. If it's if it's not going to be about that, what's it going to be about? It can't. There's. I've spoke to people worth ten million. I've spoke to people worth a hundred million. And my dad's got a few friends that are like worth like a lot of money, a lot of money. Right. Own very very successful online brands in the UK. And it goes way beyond money. Mm. Like money. Like money's only a. Money's only an, um, in your mind at the start, usually for the wrong reasons, obviously. But like, it's then a, it's a byproduct. But but, 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 but yes, yeah, a byproduct of adding value to the world, mm, right? Yeah. But like, it just, it just, it just. When you speak to someone who's worth like tens of millions, they, um, they, they've got a different. They don't. They don't even think, mate. They don't, they're not even thinking about money. No. They're, they're like, okay. What can I start now that's going to impact another load of this and that? I'm going to make money anyway as a byproduct. It doesn't yeah. matter. Let's just let's just do some wicked shit. Yeah. Like, what an awesome place to be when you get to there in, in business, you know? Like, and you got to start somewhere. Like, you just got to take that leap. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't look back and say what if, and because the the fulfillment that you get from it, from helping people, from serving people, yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, look, I don't know. Like, I just want to be all about me and just build resources and, you know, material things. It, it's not that. As you said before, it is all about being there for other people, support, creating communities. Like, your, what you've got now with your podcast, that, that community. Like, I see your, your Instagram blowing up. I can, I can see the energy coming through. It's, it's a beautiful thing. You're empowering people. You're changing their patterns. You're giving them the confidence and the courage they need to be able to tackle the, the hard things in their life. Like this is the this is the real talk that makes the difference, hundred percent, hundred percent. And like I said, like I said to myself, if I can just impact, if I did a hundred episodes and it only impacted one life, then worth it's, it. it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Because because that person could have been like stood at the side of a cliff, ready to end it all, and then they've they've listened to something and it's just gone clicked them in the head and they've just changed their mindset and it's took them on a different path. And I believe that if you're listening to this podcast, it's obviously, you've obviously got here for, for a reason. You're obviously listening to, to, to my voice, to your voice for a reason, right? Don't, don't just think that's, that's come about because, you know, just, just casually come about. That's no, nah, no. Nah. Everything's, everything's planned. Everything comes at the right time for you. This message is at the right time for some of you. Some of you needed to hear this today and you're hearing it. What you do with it is your choice. And you got to lean in. You got to lean in and take a risk. You, you got to. And, and, and if this is for you, if this is the, the, the thing, the entrepreneurial life, the, the, the business, the impact in the world that you want to create, lean in. If you've got mates, like I remember, like I love my mates, man, but my circle is so small now. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's shrunk, and and it's it's no surprise that it's shrunk because it was planned. It was on purpose because the people in my life now are truly virtuous. Yeah. They truly are like people like you, 
people where we can walk down the beach together and just riff and just talk about how we can create more tell impact. Them, tell them how we met. Tell them how we met. So a buddy of mine, Dan, that you've already mentioned about before, we um, we skateboarded actually. You know what it must have meant to be because we, we've never skateboarded this far. So we went from down in my place in Burley um, all the way up to the other end of the Gold Coast, which is – 20 k's yeah it's nearly 20 k's i think it's about 18 k's in on a uh, skateboard on a, a skateboard. longboard it's on a long way in it <laughs> it was a long way and, and here we go so like we made it to the end of the road and then uh dan and i thought man we just did 18 k's on the skateboard in one direction let's let's take a photo and capture this now and i saw you and i saw you walking and uh i did a bit of boxing back in the day myself and i could straight away tell that you could handle yourself i don't know what it was but just the way that you held yourself your posture your pose and I said, man, would you mind taking a pic? I remember you said to us, you said in a cheeky way, you said, yeah, right, oh, boys, you make, got to make sure you get a picture for your Instagram, right? Yeah. For, for, do, it, do it for the gram, right? I look after a lot of Instagram, you see, Instagram celebrities and that. So like, I, I, know, I know what it's like, the pressure, like you've got to get a photo of that workout because it's, it's, it's my business, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's what I just thought. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, it, was, it was great, man. And, and like, what would we, we, were, we didn't know each other from the bar or so, but we stood there and we talked about business and entrepreneurship, all the books that we loved, the, yeah, yeah, the, you know, sure. the mentors that we subscribe to the you know the the seminars that we've been to and it was like boom synergy straight away connection straight away 100 percent it's just it's just like it's so weird for me because i was walking i was when i was walking down i i take a long walk um i was taking a long walk most days um anyway but i was taking a long walk and i was thinking i was actually thinking at the time i've generating enough revenue I just feel that I don't have the the right group around me at the time. I just felt that I felt like I needed to align myself with with a new type of person. You know what I mean? Like I was aligned with a very fitness orientated type of people, and I knew a few entrepreneurs all around Australia that were doing really well, and I had other entrepreneurs, but they were all busy because they were working on their businesses and that. And I just didn't feel like I had like that that that, that group of mates that were just really pumping you know pushing pushing the boundaries and when i met you guys it's like i was like wow like i know it sounds a bit gay and that but i was like well, fucking hell like, I've, i resonate with these two i resonate with them yeah. uh, like do you know what i mean like yeah it's just, it's just totally um game changer for me because obviously then we started talking and it's like obviously all the interests came out and i was like it was so nice because i tend to find that in the obviously where we live is very um very transient because we live in a beautiful place. Everyone comes, you know, sun, sea, it's beautiful. So everyone comes here for, for like, you know, it attracts as many criminals, it attracts as criminals and stuff like that. But, so yeah, it, attract, it attracts criminals and stuff like that. But like, there's a lot of good, good people here too, but there's a lot of people that are kind of like soulless. So like when I've, when you come from England and that, you, you come here and you, you, you generally ask a lot of questions you take a lot of interest in people but you tend to find that some people don't ask you a lot of questions or don't care about you right so of course there I am and I'm, I'm doing a normal thing where I ask a lot of questions and I'm interested in you and it was nice to see you lads reciprocate an interest in me and I was like fuck like I've never had two lads Australian lads Kiwi Australian Kiwi lads that have, that have kind of like took that much of an interest in me and my business and what I'm doing and, and it was kind of like that to me was like wow like okay not everyone not everyone's not not everyone's the, the same Frankie you gotta 
that that's 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 good and that's bad and that's just and I was and I was I was just having one of them days. Where I was just beating myself up, man. I was like. What have you done in life, Frankie? What have you done? Like, and and really, when like fuck me, I've done all right. You know, I've done all right. I still want to do a lot more, but come on, I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have been so hard on myself at the time. But I was beating myself up on that. Where I was like, mate, you've done nothing in life. You've achieved nothing. Why haven't you got ten million dollars in the bank? Like, blah, 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 blah. why haven't you bought your sister a house? What's this about? Bah, 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 boom, boom, boom. All this stuff going through my head, and then you boys just gave me a. Can you take a photo? And it's a pattern interrupt, mate. A pattern interrupt. And when we had that conversation. It, was, it flipped my perspective again because I realised in that moment, Frankie, you're a dickhead, mate. What are you talking about? Focus, mate. You, you, you're on the right path. You're three, you're three feet from gold. That's a great, that's a great analogy. You're three feet from gold, but you can either keep going or you can turn around. Do you know what I mean? And that was a kind of like changing moment and in my perspective at that point, and that's 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 what you boys did for me. So fantastic, boys! I just want to thank you for that because you, that's what you did, mate. So there you go. That's Power, the truth. Powerful man. I thank you. It's um, yeah, it's something that we took away as well too. And we we talked about it on the long skateboard ride all the way back as well too, because um, we we catch up when we riff about that sort of stuff. And to be able to have somebody else brought in on that, like straight up, like connected, boom. It's all about that. It's all about the circle that you build around you, right? And I think it's very important, Frankie, to have that that network of people around you that are that are like cheering you on, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because we've got a little something in Australia called tall poppy syndrome, right? It's oh, rife. Talk about this. Talk about it. Explain it, this. It is rife here. So tall poppy syndrome means that if you're the tallest one in the field, baby, you're getting cut down first. And that's what it's like. You got a you got a bunch of mates who are drinking beers on a Friday night watching the football, knocking down a carton of beer, like you're expected to do that and enjoy it. And it's, it's not you, it's not you. If it's not you, it's not you. Go and find the people that are yours, you know, and, and don't be ashamed of, of, of wanting more. Don't be ashamed of going out there and doing different things, trying on different hats, seeing what suits you, what lights you up, because you're going to find it. If you keep looking, you're going to find it. 100%, 100%. That thing, that thing that lights you up and gives you energy, the thing where you can sit working seven days a week. My mate said to me, like, why do you work seven days a week? I said, because I bloody love it. It's not work, is it? It's not work. And because you're doing a few different things as well, it's always change. So it's not like, it's not just like you're just doing business startup coaching seven days a week. You're doing other things as well. So you might be consulting to a big brand or you might be doing something else or, Mm. you know, Jade might be doing some law work. It's all different. So it's never the same thing every day. But so I to- I totally get it. I totally get it. I I just want to say to you all as well. Like I think this could help you as well. Like if you're trying to ascertain what your purpose is, and you're trying to start out and figure that out yourself, have a look at your YouTube search history. What videos are you consuming? Right. Ask. Have a look at your Google search history. What you're searching for. It's you'll see a pattern of events there. Those golden nuggets will unlock the box for you. Go and have a look at it. Go and see what you're viewing, what you're consuming, the podcast you're listening to. That is going to tell you what direction to start looking in. And then from that, you can go and you can go and do it. Now, say for me, right, I watch a lot of boxing videos. It doesn't mean that I've got to go and make a career as a professional boxer. What it means is, can I design a product within boxing that I could sell on e-commerce that I'm passionate about and interested in? See what I'm saying? See how I've flipped the perspective of how I've looked at that? I've looked at it in a totally different angle to what other people would look at it at. So if your passion, girls, is hair extensions, find out how you can make 
certain type of hair extensions for a certain type of people from lush Brazilian hair and sell that on the internet. Do you know what I mean? Like, it still aligns with your passion, right? But it's not, you know, not the same thing. You see, you just got to flip the perspective on how you look at it. Like, do you, do you get that? I, I totally get that. And you know how the, the, the best way to find out if somebody wants to buy something? Ask them. Yeah, dead right. <laughs> Ask them. And it's crazy how a lot of people miss this step. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was, uh, I was guilty of it first too. My first e-commerce venture, I invested $40,000 in all the designs and the towels and stuff that like without any doing any due diligence. And all you had to do, mate, was go onto your Facebook with a thousand friends yep. and say, Hey guys, I'm thinking about do- launching this beach towel company. Here's four designs. Pick which one which resonates with you. Yeah, yeah. And it, A, B, C, or D. And do you know what? Guess what that would be? That would be your bestseller, wouldn't it? It's absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dead right. And it's simple. You just ask ask your Facebook these questions. Three things. Like, it, Luckily, it turned out well and, and I did all right from it. The, the thing with it is that a lot of people think that business is complicated and it's this big, scary machine. It's not. It is so simple. And, and making it simpler is the better way to do it. Three things that you need to do to be successful in, in business. Find a hot market, ask what they want to buy, sell it to them. That's <laughs> so easy, isn't it? When it you is. think about it. You can, you, can, you can make it as hard or as easy as you so choose, but you've just, you've just simplified it. You know what I mean? Find the hot market, ask them what they want, sell them that. And then guess what? When you've sold them that, ask them what else you can do to ask them what else they want to hear from you. You know, so many people don't ask questions on Instagram or Facebook. At the end of every post on Instagram, you should ask a question. It drives engagement and you'll find out from your comments by looking at it what your audience wants, what they resonate with, this, that and the other. It's something that I've failed to do, but I've kind of identified it from the influences I've looked after. The biggest ones, the ones that drive engagement are asking questions. And then from that, they get the micro insights into what their audience want and they can serve it to them, they can sell it to them. And guess what? It's on brand. Bingo, bongo. Drop the mic. Powerful. <laughs> it's powerful, isn't it? Yeah. But you just got to be able to open your mind to start off with. You can't have a closed mindset. And you got to, and if you're not around the right people, like we said in the past in this podcast, like if you're not around the right people to start with that dull your sparkle or shoot you down, then then obviously you've that's the first thing you gotta you gotta do. I, can I just say something on that before we move on, right? Here's what I want you to do, right? I want you this afternoon, this morning, wherever you are in the world, I want you to write down the people that you spend the most time with into a list, right? And I want you to be honest and say to yourself, okay, when I meet these people, how's my energy? Do I leave feeling higher energy or lower energy, right? If you leave feeling higher energy around that person, increase your time with them. If you leave feeling lower energy, decrease your time with them. Do this every week. I guarantee you, your life will change. How's about that? That's it. That's it. That, that's <laughs> because you, you want that. You want to be around the people that inspire you, that light you up, that give you that energy. And why wouldn't you? Yeah. You, you, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't surround yourself with those kind of people. There's another thing that you can do as well too. And that is... Um, Grab yourself, uh, take yourself for a walk. That is, you, you asked that before, and just to close that loop, um, the easiest way to get into flow state is just to take yourself for a twenty-minute walk. Yeah. After around about twenty minutes, you start to to start to flow. No phone. No phone. No distractions, and uh, and come back and, and grab a 
pad and a pen and just journal and talk and list down all the things that you look back that shaped who you are in life, the big things, the big buckets, and look at the ones which were most positive, look at the ones which were most negative and see why they were important to you, why they shaped you because there's something in that. That's, a, that's one of the exercises that we do and it is powerful to be able to see when you've got it on paper, what has shaped who you are, the human being that you are and why you value what you value. And as soon as you find out what you value, you can lean in on it and you can find a problem to solve in that line yep. in business. Yep, for sure. Boom, wham, bam, you've got yourself a business that you love and you will excel in. And I think you should write your non-negotiables down for your friends, your family and and your future partners as well. Like what are my non-negotiables in these? What will I accept and what will I not tolerate? And if someone's doing something that's in your not tolerate list, yeah, you can just put, you, so say someone's always negative. Every time that you have an idea, they shoot you down and that's on your non-negotiables, no negativity. Just pull them up and say, hey mum, you're always being negative about my ideas. I'm I'm sorry, but like, I don't need that. That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not where I'm going. So like, I'm just identifying it with you because I love you. Right. So please stop doing that. As simple as that. And you, your, your mum might not even know she's doing anything wrong. 100%. She, she might think it's banter. Yeah. And as soon as you identify that, it's like, oh, thanks for letting me know. You know, and that's, that's really where the juice is. And when, when you look back, like look back to where we, got, where we came from, we're talking about patterns. We're talking about busting out of patterns and, and getting what you want out of life. Yeah. hundred percent. The, the, the cards are stacked against us. Unfortunately, Frankie, you, you've got to fight back. You've got to look at what is unconscious and make it conscious. Like, like evolution of mankind, six million years. We yeah. only started studying the human brain, which is neuroscience, yeah. seventy years ago. Only seventy. So things like neurons and synapses and, and thoughts, all of those words didn't even exist. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So it's all you, been created. And if you can't measure something, you can't improve it. Yeah. So you've got to be aware of the patterns, the environment, the circle of friends, the thoughts, the positivity, bust the imposter syndrome. Get out of the tall poppy crew if that's what you're around. Find yourself a new crew. And it's the same in business as it is in life. Like I go into businesses uh, and brands and when I'm talking strategy, they're so close to the working within the weeds that they can't see that can't see the opportunities because I guarantee you Richard Koch, right? He wrote, obviously he rewrote Pilato's principle 80-20, right? 20% or 80% of all your results come from 20% of your inputs, and what I do in businesses and what you do in businesses is we go in, we identify the small 20% levers that we've got to pull that's going to generate 80% of their revenues, right? And 80% and, and of their results on whatever we're doing, right? We, we go and pull those because we can see them because we're outside the problem. And then we, and, and then obviously we, all this other turgid stuff and all this weed stuff, like they might be doing blog posts and all this other crap that doesn't generate revenue. We just get rid of it because it's not needed. Because you just pulled the bigger lever. And that goes in life as well. Like you've got to find out, okay, identify that small lever in your life that you can pull that's going to exponentially, you know, give you a better outcome. And you can identify that by simply saying, okay, what's, what's filling me up? What's, you know, driving me forward? And what's unfulfilling? And this, that, and the other. And you, just, you just pull on the levers that are more fulfilling than everything over this side and you're going to get more results, aren't you? Just identify it. In business, perfectionism isn't how much you can add. It's when you've got nothing left to take away. 100%. That's what perfectionism is. And Pareto's right. Like the 80-20 rule is powerful. 
find very, that tw- find that twenty percent in in business in your personal life with all of those things that make up the big heavy hitters and, and lean in on those things. You know, it's um, I, I see so many business owners that that uh, that we coach that um, that that come to us and. Um, although we lean in on startups and we and we specialize in startups, there's a lot of existing businesses that come to us as well too, and, and they've got messy machines. Yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. busy machines, Syst- not systemized. That's it. And we say, look, you know, it's not going to be about adding things into it. This is going to be taking away, taking away, and getting more potent with what you're doing, and 100% getting clear. Uh, and, and I got this saying which goes, "He who can articulate the customer's problem the clearest wins the business." And when Beautiful. you get when you get that laser focus about what you do and the problem that you solve, people come out of the woodwork looking for you. This is when your business becomes a lean mean machine because you can differentiate. You don't need to spend so much money on marketing. Word of mouth spreads like wildfire and differentiation is is massive. Yeah. So how how can people say they're starting a new business venture tomorrow on the back of listening to this or some other podcast but they've decided okay now i want to now i know i want to set up a business i've always wanted to try but i've never had the balls to do it so if they were going to start a business they know their purpose they know what they know what they want to do what how what's the best way for them in your opinion to differentiate themselves from the get-go positioning positioning is the number one asset you can make in business without spending a cent on resources yeah, yeah, good. And positioning is where you look to see where you sit in the marketplace, where your competitors are, the opportunity that you can create, the holes, the gaps that they're leaving. and you The Blue Ocean Strategy. Blue, oh, it's my favorite book. Mate, I love it. I love that book. And um, can, you just, can you just tell people about this? Blue Ocean Strategy is, so the analogy is... That's what that, 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 uh, and we're not leading off on a tangent here. This is what you're talking about. It, you? It's absolutely what yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, 100%. So the analogy that they use in the book is is red ocean, blue ocean. So the the red ocean being that it's a very competitive environment. It's a very competitive marketplace, and there's a lot of competitors that are chopping up the the customers, and it's turning into like a bloody ocean, right? Yes, yeah, so they're all shopping on price because they're matching you against a competitor. That's yeah. why you don't want to be there. Yeah, a lot of me too businesses, a lot of commodity businesses, a lot of races to the bottom. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then on the flip side of that is using a positioning strategy that you can launch your business in a blue ocean. You can create your own marketplace and you can disrupt your competitors. You can make your competitors irrelevant with the right positioning. Class, classic entrepreneur that's done this on the Gold Coast is a girl called Jess Lambert. Very, very skilled artist that does um, really high-end art design on surfboards. She can charge what she likes for that because she's positioned herself as the only person in that in that marketplace that can do it. So she can charge thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars as a small, you know, one or two person business with a couple of virtual assistants. So she's positioned herself that. So she's doing what she loves. She's charging high margin for it because she positioned herself from day one. I actually know Jess. She's um, she's a very talented lady and um, her heart is in it and you can tell. Um, there's nobody like quite like her with what she does and that is a real blue ocean. She's put herself there and built her business up and people know when they look at one of her surfboards, the artwork speaks for itself. They know it's her. They know it's a Lambert. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. I think that I think I think that's because a lot of people just be like, Do you know what, I don't wanna I don't wanna grow a multinational company. I don't wanna grow a massive brand. I just wanna do something under my own name, maybe employ like one or two virtual assistants or one or two um people in house and just have a couple of million dollars in revenue a year. That is what someone like Jess can generate because at doing what she loves because she she's positioned herself right from day one. Now, 
I don't presume Jess maybe even knew about positioning at the time, but because she was doing what she was passionate about and she was on purpose, she positioned herself as a byproduct anyway. So when you, when you do get your passion and your purpose and all this aligned, you kind of are positioning yourself because do you know know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it comes with being, it comes with being highly passionate because you're usually going to find something different that, that people aren't doing as well. Yeah. So, but yeah. positioning—it's the number one asset you can get, and it's—it's it really lights me up, man. I could talk about positioning all night just on this topic, but it—it's something that you can do for free in your business to set yourself up for success. I call it designing the win before time. Yeah, yeah you design yeah. the the win before you actually launch the, launch the business. So when you launch it, you know it's it's game on. It's got a tailwind behind. Boom. It. You you because you, you, you and, and you can't. Imit- even if there was people imitating her and her work, which I think there are now, they can't, they're always going to be a second best to a Lambert original because they're not a Jess Lambert original, are they? Do you That's know what I'm saying? It. And by the time they catch up to her, she's over there she's doing up, something she's different. Over there. She's ahead doing something different anyway. I was speaking to Mike, who owns Macro Mike, um, massive supplement brand now they they're gonna they're gonna they're, they've hit 10 million dollars in turnover but they're gonna they're gonna and a high profit margin as well and um they're gonna i i have no doubt they're gonna be a hundred million dollar company if not more in the future because i just mike is just that driven entrepreneur but like even though his competitors are copying his like what's on the market right now in research and development he's 12 months ahead of yeah. them because he's on purpose, he's on point, he's doing what he's passionate about. But get this, right? And that, that is a thing. They can reverse engineer what he's doing. They, you can reverse engineer anything. But let me tell you something. Story and human connection is 100%. the thing that you cannot replace. 100%. Because when you've got a story and, and it's, we call it origin story. The origin story is the thing that made you, all of your, all of your quirks, all of your, your positives, all of your negatives that built who you are. Deliver that to the world in a way, in a narrative. Package that, it. Package it. Bring people in, in, invite people into your narrative, into your journey, and bring them into your business in a way that you can show them what you're doing and let them experience it with you. That is that is original that nobody can copy. Yeah, 100%. And do you, there's such, such a rise now in personal brands. Personal brands. I mean, it, even even in the old school, you've got, even at the, the highest level of personal brands, you've got like people like Grant Cardone. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. High level personal brands, Ty Lopez, personal brand, you know, Luke McGuire, affiliate marketer, friend of mine, Neil Patel in SEO, I know Jess, L- Jess Lambert in art. You've got other people, all these pers- do you think? Do you think most people would succeed better starting a, a muse e-com business type thing that they can start on the internet? Or do you think they should start a personal brand where they're serving a problem that they're passionate about? Well, I personally believe that all businesses solve problems. The, 100% they the, do, yeah, 100%. The, the, like I started with e-com. Um, it was a muse for me. It was cool. I personally dig info products. I personally dig coaching and I love seeing the transformation of people. The, I, I love seeing the epiphanies in people's eyes when they light up and they've actually got it like, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, free yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I'm free from that. Plus info products has got, you know, scalable up to, up to a 97% profit margin. You 100%. know what I mean? And scalable en masse, the internet. And you can, you know, you can jump behind the camera. You can get on your IG stories. You can get on Facebook Live, Zoom, like Zoom calls, yeah. all this sort of stuff anywhere in the world. You know, and it's like laptop, phone, and uh, internet connection in your suite. Multi-million dollar business. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That never existed before. Remember back, remember back in the day when to build a, to build a brand, you would have to radio advertising, TV advertising, newspaper advertising, tens of thousands of dollars. Now you can take whip your phone out of your pocket. Now you can use hashtags 
free audience. And I think this is something that a lot of people might sit on their laurels a little bit, frankly, you know? Yeah, Don't really appreciate sure. the opportunity that we've got now in business. I know. Because it's huge, and it's, you know? It's not going away in the next two years, but I'm def- the, the longer it goes on, the harder it is to enter. So I just think that start now, and even if you even if you have a few failures, eventually it's going to lead you onto the right thing on the internet. It's going to make you money, going to going to teach you know you're going to be passionate about it's going to turn you on you're je ne sais quoi you're going to find it right you're going to find it yeah you're going to find that je ne sais quoi yeah <laughs> how about that it's there to be had that is silky on this yeah mic. i love that's that nice. silk, mate. honestly these mics are silky aren't they? they're smooth aren't they we're smooth oh yeah smooth as chocolate i love this setup this is great <laughs> yeah same here man same this here. has been an absolute blast mate it has and we're going to draw that to a close but before we do i want to just there's, there's a few things first thing i want you to do is tell people where they can follow you online and, and find out more about you and connect with you so the headquarters is jadestart.com so that is j-a-d-e-s-t-a-r-t.com and that is where we're doing all of the startup stuff um, you can jump in, do the seven-day challenge, find your purpose, find a business idea that you love. You're going to see me there, my, my wife there as well too, that we, we co-coach together. Yes, and we. on top of that, if there's anybody that's from the corporate space that's listening that's, uh, that wants a hand with sales management and uh, consulting, you're going to be able to find me on there as well. Perfect, perfect. And before we go, just drop your one bit of knowledge that you don't want to leave this podcast, these podcast listeners without. It comes Putting you on the spot right now. No, that, 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 and that is, that, is completely, that is completely fine. The biggest thing I want to say to everybody that's out there listening, that's ever doubted themselves, that's ever had things not go their way, that think that they're not good enough, that think that not worthy, I just want you to believe in yourself. It comes back into belief in yourself. So believe in yourself. Self-belief and, and just, just instilling that self-belief within yourself. 100% mate I agree with you you've got this thank you very much guys for tuning in it's been an absolute blast and we're out say goodbye thanks for having me <laughs>